Have you ever felt like the work you were supposed to love is instead sucking your soul and you aren't making the impact you always dreamed of making? If so, you aren't alone. From broke and underemployed to six figures plus, powered only by daydreams and grit, I realized I was burning out and my values of freedom, purpose, and making an impact were taking the backseat to my wallet. I realized that I needed to build my own field guide to awesome from the inside out. So I gave it all up and I traveled the world to rediscover what was most important to me and create a business that filled my pockets, filled my soul, and allowed me to multiply my impact. But the question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey and find out as we build our community of experts and share the secrets of success from the inside out. My name is Trina Serechia, and this is the Field Guide to Awesome. Hey folks, welcome back to the Field Guide to Awesome. In my last episode, I spoke with Stephen Randell. Stephen is a California licensed architect who specializes in residential work for more than three decades. His projects are built throughout California as well as across the country. His current focus is on helping other creative professionals build careers to love. If you missed it, make sure to go back and check it out. But don't go yet, folks. My next guest is the queen of family recovery, Judy Gallick. Judy is on a mission to reduce the rates of relapse through educating the family about the process of their loved one's recovery. Through teaching self-love and self-respect as a way to strengthen relations throughout the recovery process. Let's welcome Judy Gallick. Hi, Judy. I am so glad that you were able to come back. I really enjoyed our conversation last time. Thank you so much for having me again, Trina. This is amazing. I'm so happy to be here. Last time, we had a little bit of a discussion about labels and how harmful they are and how we can really look at the whole person and not just labeling people with their addictive behavior. And one of the things that I wanted to um, ask you about, because I know it's something that you work with, tell me about how people are dealing with their loved one's addictive behaviors. That's a great question, Trina. And um, I feel as though um, since COVID-19 and people being quarantined with um, family members or spouses or loved ones, whoever, who might be struggling with drug and alcohol addiction, um, I'm, I'm sensing a lot of hopelessness. Um, mm the story changed from, all right, I'm going to start implementing my boundary. I'm going to focus on my own well-being and my own emotions and allow this person to find the help and the support that he or she needs to now, well, you know, well, there's no other options. This person has to stay here. I can't do this. I can't do that. Um, it's kind of like a, a given answer because they're feeling like there's no other um, choices or options out there for them. And there's a lot of fear around, you know, um, people contracting the virus and, and bringing it home. So, yeah, yeah, a lot of, a lot of that's going on. Yeah. yeah, we also spoke a little bit um, in our last episode, and I think it really kind of applies here too, where 
before the COVID lockdown happened, people had their routines and their schedules and their, um, the, the ways that they were committing to themselves to deal with how they experienced their partners or um, relatives' addictive behavior, the boundaries that they were going to set. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the world changed. And in a conversation we had offline, you were mentioning how sometimes it really seemed like that the whole world changed and all of those commitments to themselves went out the window. Yeah. Boundaries and. Yeah. 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 Um, Because I felt like a lot of people work was somewhat their sanctuary. They were able to leave the house for X amount of hours and be away from that situation altogether. And now um, people who were working in a, like, um, in a building, now they're home, they're, they're home, they're not working, they're working from home or they're not working at all. So that's, that's a whole change. So they're dealing with that whole emotional impact of that major change. Um, and also having someone struggling with drug and alcohol addiction in the house. So it just kind of get magnetized, um, mm. if that's the word. It, it gets a lot more bigger. Um, the issue is, is, is much bigger. So, Yeah, yeah. It, it, everything gets um, enhanced. Mm-hmm. Enhanced and so much of a bigger, more painful, difficult, challenging experience when for some where work was a um, sanctuary you know they could have some time away Mm -hmm. from the atmosphere at home and now all of a sudden they're always immersed in that atmosphere of worrying about how to interact with the person who has that addictive behavior. Yeah, absolutely. And um, with addiction, it comes with a lot of verbal abuse as well. So if you can imagine um, receiving that type of treatment, being verbally abused for only maybe like three or four hours in a day to now to like, eight, 16 hours during the day, you know, Mm. that, that itself takes a toll on someone. It's a lot more difficult to manage. And a lot harder to maintain your own personal boundaries. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And um, the other issue I, I see is with people who feel as though they are somewhat like stuck in that situation and, mm-hmm. and they cannot see the light at, at the tunnel, so to speak, and they're feeling hopeless and that they have to give in. Some of my clients um, that I started coaching, they shared with me that the question they've been asking themselves is, well, you know, 
um, maybe if I can just stay out of the way, maybe if I can just mm. behave in a way that way, I'm not going to make him get angry. So, so, you know, you have people walking around eggshells and, and just trying to appease and please the person struggling with the addiction. But it just makes almost taking responsibility. Worse. It feels like um, from what you're describing, taking responsibility for how the person with addictive behavior behaves, what they do, what they say, how they feel. Like I can't do that; otherwise, they will feel this way. Right, right. But in this situation, it's more so blame, feeling like, well, you know. Um, because I left dishes in the sink, then this person is angry. Then it's, it's, I'm to blame for getting that person angry. So now I'm going to work a lot harder, um, and not leave any dishes in the sink and not do anything that this person doesn't like. So that way I'm not going to get this person angry, you know? Um, so more of that is going on because people just want peace. You know, they just want peace of mind. Um, no one wants to argue 24 <laughs> seven. No. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are um, two or three takeaways that you've learned throughout the work that you've done that if people, if any of my listeners are experiencing something like this, that they might be able to take away and maybe use in their own lives? I would share Al-Anon's three C's. Um, I'm a major fan in, in Al-Anon. Um, Al-Anon's three C's. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Al-Anon's three C's, no cure. Um, as far as we know, there's, there's nothing that anybody can take that will take away the addiction and just um, erase that, that situation, the, that, that whole um, disease. I think it's a disease. A lot of people don't think it's a disease, but there's no cure for it. And um, understanding that no one person caused the disease, that it's not your fault, um, that you are not causing this person to be angry. You cannot cause another person to feel any emotion, actually, right? Um, right. And you cannot control addiction. Um, a lot of people tend to kind of want to um, just to negotiate addiction. Well, you know, if you drink less today, then uh, maybe we can do this. If you use less today, maybe we can do that. Like there's no way to control it. When someone is set out to use whatever the drug of choice is, they're going to find a way to use it. Um, that's where all the lying, the, the stealing, the hiding, all those addictive behaviors come from because um, they, people in addiction simply don't want to, um, like give in, you know, like, yeah, I'm just yeah. going to agree with you just so I can get you to shut up. Right. Yeah. But behind yeah. your back, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. So to speak, they too are trying to use their drug of choice in peace. Um, if that makes sense, it's a weird dynamic. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I would say is that you are the only person who can create the change that you're looking to create. You're the only person within yourself. Yes. Um, it's not someone out there. The person doesn't have to change his or her behavior for you to start feeling better. You can find peace of mind 
you can start shifting how you see um, life and, and shift your experience by doing the work, by working on your mindset, by working on your emotions, all of that. That was a mouthful. I don't know if that was only three or. <laughs> no, I think it was a lot, but I'd like to, um, I especially loved the Al-Anon's three C's. There's no cure. Mm-hmm. You can't control someone. And what was the third one? You did not cause it. Yeah. And you did not cause it. It's not your fault that this person mm-hmm. is using. It's yeah. not your fault this person is using it's not your fault that this person is upset it's not your per- your fault that this person is um doing any particular thing or behaving in any particular way that's their responsibility it's that person's responsibility yes absolutely and you can't control their behavior either mm-hmm. no matter what you do it's not going to change their behavior. They're already deciding to act in a certain way, to respond in a certain way. But what yeah. you can control is your own internal experience and how you respond to those behaviors. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there is hope out there for you. There is. There is hope there out is there hope. for you. Mm-hmm. And if people were um, interested in finding out more about you, especially in this challenging time, to find out more of how they can make these changes in their lives, how would they find out more about you, Judy? Um, I do have a website. It's www.passage.org. Um, that's my website. And I also have a a workshop coming up, a five series workshop is going to be live and it's free for families and friends and whoever else want to attend. Um, that's the first one is getting launched on May 4th at 9 PM Eastern standard time. Okay. I can send you the link for that as well on the show notes. Yeah. This episode may air, may air after that. Okay. Um, but it's, it's in five series. It's a, it's a workshop webinar. So I'm hoping that I, I can have the recording so people can, um, it'll be on my website so people can go on and watch the recording, the replay of that. Oh, perfect. Um, yeah. Perfect. Judy, it has been a true pleasure having you on this interview. Thank you so I'm, much, Trina. I'm thrilled having you. And um, I would love at some point, maybe a couple of months down the line to have you come back to talk more about this. Thank you, Trina. That would be a pleasure. It, would, it was awesome chatting with you. This is my passion. Anytime I get to talk about family recovery, it makes a wonderful day for me. So thank you for the opportunity. You're welcome, Judy. It's been a pleasure. Hi, folks. Stay tuned for next week's episode where we talk again with Laís Scordagagna. Lais is an astrologer and visibility coach. After getting recognition as the branding expert behind authentic brands like Kendrick Shop, Authentic Selling, and Make It Work Online, she heard the calling and took the leap to shine her own light and guide soul-led women in doing the same. Come back next week, folks. You won't want to miss it. Hey, thanks for listening. 
I truly hope you got something out of this episode that you can immediately implement in your life or business. If so, one of the easiest ways you can help me and multiply your impact is to please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and help me reach other heart-centered and socially conscious entrepreneurs like you. As a special thank you, when you leave your rating and review, you'll win a 15-minute free consultation meeting with me to talk specifically about your business. Just send me an email with an image or a screenshot of your rating and we'll schedule the time. Thanks again and be awesome.